Now, ladies and gentlemen, a legend in his own time, the one and only local thug Rodney the Magnificent. Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we're going to touch on the All Star Weekend. We're going to talk about some of the things and the festivities that we liked and that we didn't like. Also, Ann's going to break down his top six reasons on why LeBron James is still not the GOAT. Also, we'll touch a little bit on the Anthony Davis drama that's going on in New Orleans. In our This Face segment, we're going to talk about Chinese restaurants. Some of the ones we like and some of the ones that we don't like. Please, pay attention to the show as we talk about some of the, our most favorite Chinese restaurants. You'll be surprised which one will get the This Face. Also, we have some wonderful awards to hand out at the end of the show. We also have a special tribute to Jay Dilla as we break down our top 10 Dilla tracks. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn or some nachos, or even the new Flamin' Hot Doritos. Kick your feet up, turn the volume up, and enjoy the show. Once again, it's on. <laughs> we back, y'all. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left, y'all. <laughs> Without a dope podcast to step tall. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> make that rhyme. <laughs> right, right. Use an action. Make it rhyme. Like a cast in the south. Uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> man, what's been going on, man? Where you live at? Man, dude, I'm recording live from 86 in Cottage Grove right now. Oh, man, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yo, I'm at the crib. I'm at the crib, man. Oh, that's what's up, man. It's always a luxury to record from the from the crib, man. Oh, man, man, you got more leg room. I got the dog, <laughs> I got the dog in the doggy bed, so he cool. I ain't got to worry about him barking, you know. <laughs> Just got to eat some bacon and grits, you know. Oh, man. Like, I, I man, I hooked it up for myself today, man. I went to go meet with uh, the Kingdom Hall for field service, man. Nobody showed up. Got a <laughs> to print out some, uh, <laughs> print out some documents, you know, do a little catching up around the Kingdom Hall. Left, you know. Word, word. Shout out to the Kingdom Hall, to the empty Kingdom Hall, man. Bad, bad. All the empty Kingdom Halls across the uh, land of Chicago, baby. Yeah, man, uh, if you if, if you behind on some elder work, man, empty Kingdom Hall is your best friend, man. You get so much It sure is. It sure is. I was able to catch up on the club with talk schedule. I was able to put, you know, I can't put nothing on the information board because, oh, shouts out to them people, to them elders that be putting stuff on the information board and they ain't coordinating. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, where does where this hospitality list come from? <laughs> exactly, man. Like, what? who put this up here? <laughs> word, word. That's what's up, man. <laughs> That's what's up. Yo, real quick, man. I want to congratulate the Magnificent Vibes podcast for hitting a milestone in its in its tenure. Magnificent Vibes. I was looking at the stats, 
And okay. I, I gotta give credit where credit is due, man. I gotta give props. Magnificent Vibes has officially surpassed the Vibes and Stuff podcast in ratings per episode. Wow. Wow. That's yes. crazy. Yes, it's come it's come a long way, man. You, you, you haven't surpassed me yet with cumulative listens and views, but you have surpassed me in, in listens per episode. So, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. That means people out there listening to the show, hey, you know. It's you spreading and- the word. It's spreading the word, man. I, yeah. It's dope, man. It's come a long way. I, I remember the first, the very first episode, it was just Rodney in his house just yelling, man. Like <laughs> Yelling, dude. I had a lot on my mind that day. <laughs> it was like it was like that Simpsons article. Oh man, you know the cloud. <laughs> man, we came a long way, Ian. We came a long, long way, man. Episode was dope. It's, it's been it's been an honor and a pleasure to be a part of this podcast, man. And to oh, give the people what they want. Definitely, man. We've been getting a lot of love from people on the podcast. That's actually our. A couple of shout outs to uh, a few of the friends. I'm going to leave them name, nameless, but we had our Zone 1 Special Metropolitan meeting on Sunday. I got a chance to catch up with a lot of people I ain't seen in a long time. People telling me that, hey man, I listen to the podcast, it's dope. So I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't even know you listen to I ain't even, you know, I don't even follow you on social media, none of that stuff. So it's getting around, you know. It around. is, man. Quality content, quality family friend, friendly content, man. That's what the people want, man. And, and real quick, Real quick, shout out to all those pioneers who are currently getting 30 and 40 hours uh, the past six months who are going to turn in 200 plus hours come July and August. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Especially around January, February. I'm like, man, well, how you how you just turn on the jets all of a sudden in July, August, you can get 30, 40 hours in September, and then come July, August, you turn in 210, 220 hours. I work a full-time job, and I only work 160 hours a month on my full-time job. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying Bruh. I don't believe you, but I'm saying I, I, I find it hard to believe. <laughs> that, that's a lot, man. I ain't, that ain't never happened at all, man. It happens. It happens tomorrow, man. You be looking at the time. You be like, man, try to sit down and talk person see if they can stay on the list man all of a sudden july august come they they turn in 200 plus hours i'm like man how you how you get all this man (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know you man i i don't know how i don't know how that's that's a lot of letter writing man that's a lot of letter writing a lot of telephone witnessing at their crib by themselves uh yeah that's too much man that's too much but yeah, man. Hey, get back to vibes and stuff, man. Hey, stay off. First there was stay off. Then there was, you know, the vibes and stuff podcast. Magnificent vibes came to follow. Actually, even before magnificent vibes, you know, you had Pont uh, Brother with you, you know, Dave and Greg doing work. So, you know, big shouts out to them too, man. Word, word. Yep, yep. Looking forward to hearing more from them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before we get into that question, that follow up question that you left on the last episode. <laughs> I want to just briefly touch on something from one of your episodes on Vibes and Stuff. You recently did a Most Deaf Bracket, which yeah. was amazing. A lot of stuff was transpire- transpiring in my life around that time, so I couldn't get on that episode. But I was able to 
squeeze in. And it's one thing that me and Ian about us that we hate is that when we put out stuff for people or our listeners to maybe rate or view or uh, vote, but then when the tournament actually starts or when the selection reward show actually starts, people want to say, well, why wasn't this in there? Why wasn't that in there? Instead of as soon as it come out, just vouch for whatever you want and Maybe it was a, a maybe uh, we overlooked it or something like that, and we might change our mind and put it in that in the bracket or put it as a nomination, whatever. So I saw Ian's bracket for the most death. I raised my hand via text way in the text way, and I just said, "Hey, what's up with Got not being on the bracket? Put it yeah. on there." Shouts out to Got making it to the Elite Eight, bro. Yes, yes. It it, it 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 was a last minute addition thanks to you know your sleuth work and Jamil's sleuth work, and yeah, it made it made it pretty far, man. That that track really resonated with that. Like I, I was a little surprised, but yeah, got made it to the elite eight. That was a when I first listened to Black on Both Sides, God had a special. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it touched me, man. That that song touched my heart. <laughs> Taking it from a dude that's been robbed, taking it from a dude that, you know, you thought a girl liked you, but you end up playing yourself in the end. Like, dude, that, to end the song off by saying, uh, put those eagles to the side and get off those head chips, put some cash pull out the heater and make you headless. Like, come on. Like, that was a powerful verse, man. And the beat grew on me. But it, it was something different. Most was just bringing you to a world of his own, man. That's that's what that whole album was all about. It wasn't that he meant for that album not to sound like the basic hip hop albums, but a hip hop album that made you think. So, man, big ups to that album. Man. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, getting back to Ian's questions, I, I'm, I'm sure you asked some people their opinions on this. I'm, I'm anxious to hear. Yeah, man. So, so I, I surveyed the people, man. And the question, if you recall, on our, on our, when we concluded our last show, for brothers out there, you're, you're married, you're, you're at an event, you're at a gathering. Um, your wife might be there, or she might not be there. But another sister makes you a plate. Do you accept that plate? Food. Now, survey says, go ahead, take the plate. Don't make a big deal out of it. Don't don't be like, no, I'm not. I can't eat that plate. <laughs> so you don't draw attention to a potentially touchy scenario, right? Because some people can read into it whatever they want, and some people might not even know. <laughs> but there was a caveat among the sisters. They said if it's a sister who they warned their husband about, <laughs> to not accept the plate. Okay. Um. So, what the majority of people, even sisters, said it shouldn't be a big deal. But there are certain situations, certain factors who the sister is. How old is the sister? Is she married or single? If she's married, did she make her husband a place first? Um, mm-hmm. You know, is your wife there? Is she not there? Has she talked to you about this particular sister showing you, singing you, singling you out for attention before? Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, all in all, it ain't, it ain't worth it. it, it, it the, people, the people have spoken. They said it's not worth making a big deal about. Hmm. 
Okay, okay. That's interesting, man. I, 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 I was kind of wondering. Gonna <laughs> all transpire from the men's side of things and the women's side of things. That was a pretty good breakdown. Yeah, because I, I, I thought it was going to be split down the gender, but with the, the sisters seem to have the stance that you know, not not to draw attention to something, like just you know, addressing in private if it is a problem. But in the moment, don't be like, nah, sister, oh, you know, I can't accept that place from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a case by case. much attention to that. You know, when it it was just something like a innocent gesture, but it, it depends on who the woman is too. You know. Yeah. Now, 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 every every <laughs> everyone's situation is different. I know there are certain sisters where it'll be it, it won't even be on my wife's radar. Mm-hmm. But I know of one sister where it would be on my wife's radar. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> hey, hey, Rocky, I'll, I'm gonna elaborate on that off wax. Man, I was hung, I was hanging on it. I was hanging, boy. I was hanging. And he just, uh, just let me go. Just let me fall right that's now. A, that's a, that's a, that's a off wax conversation. <laughs> Definitely, we'll do that off wax then. Don't want nobody getting pink slips today. <laughs> it's been a cold winter, man. We don't need you out there in the cold, freezing to death, man. Yeah, man, this one man, she better not make me a plate, and she better not. She can't. She probably can't even make my son a plate. <laughs> oh man, K K K K P little folks, huh? Nah, man. Oh nah. man, that nah. not gonna be able to do it. Man, we gonna have to talk about that one off wax, man. <laughs> yeah, that's super. <laughs> All right, man. Getting getting into the show though. Getting into the show. Get into our sports topics. A lot has been transpiring over the last couple of weeks uh, since the Wax Super Bowl. We had NBA taking over the last two weeks. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the All Star Game. I did. I did not watch the All Star Game. I just want to throw that out there. I did not watch the All Star Game. I watched the highlights, and uh, but I did see the stuff before that with the dunk contest and the three point shooting contest, all that stuff. What was your take on All-Star Weekend, if you saw it? Well, I, I did not watch the game. I watched the highlights. I actually boycotted the game in response to Lance Stevenson not being voted in the All-Star. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so, hey, Lance Stevenson was busy doing something else. We're going to get to that shortly. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. He got something else he can add to his resume. Exactly. Uh, next to GOAT. All right. So, um... <laughs> I, I did see the highlights, and I gotta say, man, it appeared to be a very fun game. I know everybody thought Giannis' team was gonna get waxed, but I was like, man, I don't know. These these dudes ain't scrubs. Like, right? People everybody were wanted to bow down you. to the to the to the LeBron and KD tandem, and, and and you know, it's like, come on, man, these other guys can ball, man. And for a while, they had to leave. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did, and that 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 one play with Steph Curry bouncing the ball off, and the ball basically left the screen, and Giannis just jumped up and just grabbed it in midair, fourteen feet in the air, dunked it, and he bounced it over Kevin Durant. Over Kevin Durant too. They, dude, that was that was gravy, man. I, I 
I never seen a play like that. I seen you see a lot of awesome plays in All Star Weekend, but I ain't never seen nothing like that, man. That was awesome. That was awesome. It, that's the thing about about the All Star Game. It's like you get a glimpse into what could be, you know. Yeah. What if, what if Steph and Giannis were on the same team? Exactly. What if what if uh, uh, Kawhi and KD were on the same team? Yeah. You know. It, it, you know that uh, it's it's. With the pool of talent that they have in the NBA right now, I think it, it does make for a fun watch. Like, I'm just, you know, I, I all jokes aside, I just, I just don't have time to watch extra sports events. Like, with my own, you know, just personal life and things I got to do around the house. But I definitely watch the highlights. That's that's that kind of what that that's what's fed into my whole like moratorium on the NFL. Right, right, right. You know, it's like yeah, I could spend all this time on Sunday watching these games. Or I could get some studying done. Or I could spend some time with my son. Or I could clean the house. You know right. what I mean? Like, Yeah, me, I actually, I, the reason why I didn't see it is because we had the special Metropolitan meeting around that time. Then we went out to eat afterwards. So uh, we didn't, <laughs> where we went to go eat at didn't have TV. So I, by that time, I think the All-Star game was almost over. So, like... At that point, I was like, yeah, I'll just watch the highlights. I did watch that whack dunk contest. Oh, my God, dude. Like, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. But I will I will send a shout-out to Adam Silver. I didn't protest the uh, All-Star game. But NFL, take notes from Adam Silver, okay? Star Spangled Banner was sung. And not that I'm into that, you know, because we don't salute that. But we've seen some people that butchered it. Horribly. Last year was an example with Ferg at the All Star game. But Anthony Hamilton getting J. Cole to do the halftime show in North Carolina. And North Carolina was well represented. I I appreciated that about All Star Weekend. Ninth Wonder was there representing like that it was it was nice. It really the hip hop culture. And I thought that All-Star Weekend really contributed to that. It lived up to what the state was in, unlike when, you know, the Super Bowl was in Atlanta and they just totally misrepresented what Atlanta stood for. I thought Adam Silver did an excellent job of making sure that being at being at uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, even, uh, you know, Michael Jordan was getting a lot of airtime last week. He was making a lot of <laughs> I'm still the GOAT type comments, you know, here and there. But... Yeah, I appreciate Adam Silver. My hats off to him for really getting it right, and and, and also allowing changing up the All Star platform. When you, what I appreciate about Adam Silver since he's been a commissioner is if he sees something that's broke, he fixes it right away. He doesn't he doesn't he, when he sees signs of something withering, he attacks it right away and makes the correction. NFL, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he, he doesn't pay lip he doesn't pay lip service. He he actually walks the walk and I do appreciate that about him. Exactly. Roger got people like Roger Goodell to just let stuff go on and go on and go on. For instance with the referee thing where uh, referees wasn't was demanding the contracts. They wasn't refing in the games and that whole situation that happened in that Green Bay Seattle game where uh, Russell Wilson threw that Hail Mary and one ref put his hands up saying touchdown. The other ref was saying no good. It took a situation like that for them to finally come up with a contract for the refs until the whole house is set on fire. 
No, Adam Silver don't do that. If he <laughs> something that he could sense could be a problem in the future, he attacks it right away so it won't be any type of situations that happen in the future that cause the NBA to look bad. So I appreciate and it. He has his players back. He has his exactly. players back. It's like when, when everybody was, was kind of doing their own brand of protest against police brutality, he sat back and let them do it. He said, hey, look, they got the right to do this shit. Nobody be treated differently. You know? Yeah. And, and he walks the walk, man. And it's like, yeah, with the NFL, Roger Goodell, man, he just sticks his head in the sand so the problem go away. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> you could tell he just kind of, <laughs> he, he, he has the position, but he doesn't do the work. He's like that dude at your job that gets paid a lot of money based off other people's work. It's, it's like, tight. He, he's putting no, he's putting no sweat equity into this. Nope. You know what I mean? Somebody looked out for him on the low, said, "Hey, cool your heels. He's gonna give you this nice cushy position. Ain't no real work involved in it with it either." You know what I mean? And, and that's what's happened with with Roger Goodell. It's just it's, it's, he's got privilege written all over him, man. I mean, how he got the job was just basically says it all. You know. But that's that's another topic for another day. But back to the All Star Game, something that I noticed that ba- basically had me interested and had my spidey senses tingling was Anthony Davis playing only a few minutes of this game after being injured a couple of nights before and leaving the stadium in the middle of the game. What's your take on this? As far as Anthony Davis, do you think he should have played in that All Star Game? No, I don't. I don't. If, if you if you're gonna pull a stunt like that, which sets this domino effect of like the gym getting fired, the timing of that was just way too coincidental. Like stick to your gun. You know what I mean? Either you were hurt or you weren't. Now you know he at least had the decency to only play a few minutes, not play the full game. But still, it's it's a bad look. It's a bad look. We all know you went out. Like you made that clear. Rich Paul has made that clear. <laughs> the, the 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 fans in Indiana see it and they've made it clear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, just just stick to your guns now. Just just play it cool. Like you know, um, we know you went out. So you yeah. know, I, I don't have a problem. I have a bigger problem. I don't have a problem with him playing in the All Star game for limited minutes. But, but what I do have a problem with is him leaving the stadium prematurely and not even sticking around. You know, to his team finished the game. And don't even have that explanation for it. He didn't even mention anything about it during All Star Week. Of course he's not. Of course he's not. Because it's like, you know, it's it's a smoking gun basically that says you're full of bull. Like, right. Yeah, I, I honestly think uh, this is what I think should happen. This is what I think the Pelicans should do. I know they have new rules in the NBA. Can you hear me good? Yeah, yeah. I know they have the new rule in the NBA, thanks to Greg Popovich, where Adam Silver was like, hey, listen, if your player is healthy, he should be playing. Um, but honestly, and I know I know Adam Silver gave out a warning to the Pelicans saying that if they bench Anthony Davis for the rest of the season, he was healthy, they're going to find him. If I'm the Pelicans, I eat that fine, bro. Like, they that's what they're planning on doing. Yeah, I eat that fine. I'm like, all right, all right, Adam. I'm uh, cool. Penalizers. That's going. We we trying to get Anthony Davis's contract off our hands because he doesn't want to be with us anymore. It's killing the chemistry of our team. 
We can focus on the draft. We can focus on starting over. But what's the point of having Anthony Davis out there, man? Yeah, yeah. He he. Anthony Davis made the mistake of announcing a year a year early. Yeah, intentions of leaving New Orleans. Dude, you you, you should have just. I don't blame him for wanting to leave per se, but like. <laughs> you you, you should have made this announcement like 12 months later and it, it wouldn't have been an issue because now they know you're not coming back you know you can sign with whoever the Lakers are still, still probably have a, a max spot open for you or whoever but yeah it's just a bad look it's just a bad look it's, it's, it's just a messy divorce it's like he should have just showed some patience but you know I wonder what happened oh that's right he got Rich Paul as his agent oh yeah yeah, he does. He does. Who is also LeBron's agent. Uh-huh. Yep. And LeBron, <laughs> and the world of sports wants to see LeBron get another ring. But they exactly. know LeBron can't do it by himself with that Lakers team in the West. So what do you do? You can't recruit the second best player, which is Kevin Durant, so you go for the third. <laughs> That's exactly. the thing. And, and on top of that, look at how LeBron picked his team. Like... Everybody LeBron pick is people he want to play with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Dame, now, Dame Lillard came out yesterday and said he ain't going nowhere. I don't know if I'm sold on that, but I, I, I'm rooting for him not to go nowhere. Don't well, he's, he's, he's secured a max deal himself, so, yeah, he's right. probably going nowhere. I, I, I would love to. I think that would be the most, that would be one of the biggest feel-good stories if Damian Lillard sticks it out in Portland. They build a team that's good enough to actually win a title, and Dame Lillard finally wins a title. That would be a great success story from a guy that said, you know what, I'm going to stick it out with my team. I'm going to do what I need to do and trust in the organization to get me a team behind me. But, yeah, I, I think – but but I'm looking at LeBron's team, man. And then all this Kyrie stuff with, you know, reuniting with LeBron – it, it's it's yeah. starting to give me a headache, man. Reunited, it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Come on. Oh, I had to apologize to LeBron. I needed to get that off my chest. Dude, dude, listen, listen. This is how we know we in strange times, man. You're a Celtic apologizing to a Laker. Yes. What happened to tradition? What happened to, to the spirit of competition? Oh, man. I think Danny Ainge already got his mind made up. Dude, trade Kyrie. He should have traded Kyrie this year. He should have. Like, dude is a flake. Dude, their record with him is worse than their record without him. You saw what they did to Philly last week. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they didn't dismantle Philly, but it was a, it was a convincing win. It was. I'm like, yo, y'all could beat Philly without this dude. He needs to go. I yeah. said, Ronnie. Ronnie, this is broken news. I said this in the beginning of the fall. I said, something's broken. Something's going to be broken in Boston. They need to trade Kyrie because they can't get anything for Gordon Hayward. Right. I said it, man. I said it. Gordon, Gordon Hayward played better with Kyrie not in the lineup. He had 25 off the bench against Philly. Yeah, but the, the jury's still out on him. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna take one game and be like, "Oh, Gordon Hayward's the man." Like, you know, I, I can't do that. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. I, I had to give. I give. I had to give props, man. He, he looked good that night. That's all I had to say, you know. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, speaking of looking good, we gonna get into this NBA uh, things a little bit. Let's I'm, do it. Because now we got to make some predictions going into the playoffs, man. It's only like twenty something games left for a bunch of teams, so the race is on for who's gonna tank. The race is on for who's trying to battle for that number one spot in the East. I think the West is pretty much. Well, it's not a cakewalk because Denver is still on Golden State's tail. OKC is catching up. OKC had an impressive win against Houston a couple of Saturdays ago. Portland's in the mix, as always. Houston. Utah worked themselves back into the sixth spot. What did I tell you? What did I tell y'all yeah. about Utah? Yeah, you said, you said it. You said it. You called Utah's name. They, they worked their way back up. San Antonio's in the seventh spot. I think the Clippers are going to fall off. I think so too. I think so too. I think that, um, man, Sacramento. I think I think if they can keep their momentum going, yeah. Um, if uh, uh, Fox can stay healthy, if they can get that eighth spot. That's going to be an interesting race down the stretch. Utah, San Antonio, L.A., Sacramento, and uh, the Lakers are all going to be battling for that last spot in the East, in, the, in the West. So, and then Minnesota's not too far behind, but I, I don't really... Yeah, Minnesota's, that. like, nipping right at L.A.'s heels. Yeah, they are. they actually only a game behind L.A. So, yeah, you can put Minnesota, even, I mean, Dallas. Dallas is only two games behind the Lakers. And the Lakers got a rough schedule, man. Yeah, yeah. So, could, I, I, my question to you is, could we see the first season in a long time that LeBron doesn't make the playoffs? It is quite possible. I give it a 50-50 chance, man. Like, cause like, I can see, I can see the refs. I can see some funny calls. I can see some tight games with them, and like a call or two going their way and tipping the game their way. I think I read they would have to go. What is it? They would have to go eighteen and seven for the rest of the year to make the playoffs. Yeah, eighteen at and the, seven. At the very least, they have to go eighteen and seven. They have a five-game road trip coming up in March. Here are the teams. The Bulls, that's a win. Toronto, Detroit, New York, that's a win. Milwaukee. So okay, lose three of Right there. How many more times they got to play Houston? Okay, they play Houston. Um, they play Houston Thursday night. Then they got a pretty easy schedule. They got the Pelicans on the road. They got Memphis on the road. Then they got the Pelicans back at home. So they should win those three games. Then they have Milwaukee coming to town. They should be Phoenix. Then they have the Clippers, Denver, Boston, Chicago, nah. Toronto, Detroit, New York, nah. Milwaukee, Brooklyn's going to be a tough game. Sacramento's going to be a tough game. Washington is trash, but they still play you tough. Utah, Charlotte's going to play you tough. Then they got another one against the New Orleans, New Orleans Horn, uh, Pelicans. Then look at the end of their schedule, bruh. This is their last five games. I don't think the... Dude, I, I'm almost ready to make a prediction right now. At OKC. At home against Golden State. At the Clippers. Utah. Portland. They only win one of those games. Do you think they win one of those games? They'll win one of those games. They'll probably win the Clippers game. Bro. 
man. Heavy dose of Lance Stevenson. Pronto. <laughs> Pronto. Man, take the leash off of him right now. If y'all want to make the playoffs. I'm, dude, I'm ready to protest in front of the Staples Center with signs up. If I do not see this man, Lance Stevenson, in the fourth quarter in clutch situations. Man, I'm going to protest if, if by the end of his career, Lance Stevenson doesn't have a statue outside the Indiana Stadium and outside the Staples Center. <laughs> you ain't counting Charlotte? Um, yeah, Charlotte too. What the heck? Charlotte too. He's having, he's having, hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to, uh, 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 a GoFundMe to get a Lance Stevenson statue built. <laughs> hey, man, dead serious right now. now. It's not a joke. Ian is dead serious. In fact, you know what I'm looking at doing? I'm looking into getting like a bust of Lance Stevenson, just just like the head and shoulders, and having it installed in the Magnificent Vibe offices at the Career Builder building. <laughs> Oh man, I I got a story about the career builder building, but I'm gonna wait till the end of the show to reveal that. <laughs> too 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 hot for TV. Hey, I'm I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. I'm all. Yeah, for they it. they they. It looks. Hey man, it's looking. I said this, man. I was like, LeBron when he went over to LA. I'm like, is he sure he went? Them problems with the West, the Western Conference. The West is heavy, man. The West is heavy, and we had a feeling. We had a feeling that, uh, uh, you know, the roster they had compiled in the summer wasn't going to be the roster they were going to finish the season with. We, we, we both acknowledge that, but like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think they foresaw this happening. No, I don't think they did either. I don't think they did either. Yeah, the West is the West is stacked, man. They gonna have, they gonna have some issues, bro. They gonna have some issues. They had a they had a pretty easy schedule to start off the season. But remember when? Remember when everyone laughed? Well, not everyone, but the clowns at ESPN. They laughed at Jalen Rose when he said the Denver Nuggets are going to finish yeah, with a better yeah, yeah, uh, record yeah, than the yeah, Lakers this year. Oh man! Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. And now they look, laughed at him. Sitting at the second seed with pretty much a bunch. You know, I mean, Jokic is a beast. Don't get me wrong, but they're doing it with just talent, great drafting, and Will Barton, man. You know, chemistry. This, this, this is like these guys. A lot of these guys. This is their like third and fourth season playing together. So, yeah, you yeah. Some, some needs to be said about team chemistry too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting to this East though, Milwaukee standing at first place. Toronto's in second. Indiana's in third. They had a huge blow with the loss of uh, Oladipo. Boston is in fourth. Philly's in fifth. Brooklyn's in sixth. Shouts out to Brooklyn, dog. Yeah. Shouts out to Brooklyn. Who saw them coming? Dude, I did not. Shouts out to anybody that said Brooklyn was going to make the playoffs this year. Like, because I sure didn't have them making the playoffs. No one did. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell's having a great season. This dude, Joe Harris. Now, Joe Harris won a three-point shooting contest against... What's his name? Steph Curry. And I was watching. I was watching Joe Harris. He reminds me. His form reminds me of uh, John Paxson. Like he's got a nice stroke, man. That dude. He, I mean, and he's a starter. 
and, and <laughs> dude, that team, that team's got a bunch of no no names, but those guys are out there balling every night. And then they got that boy uh Karis Levert who had got a, a devastating in, injury earlier in the season and was able to come back. That man was dropping buckets before he got hurt. Yeah. Once he comes back, bro, they're going to be nice. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn is the real deal, man. Actually, in my notes, uh, for who to watch in the Eastern Conference, I have Brooklyn and then I have Philly in that order. Yeah, I think those two. I agree with those two. As far as that late push for that eighth spot, I see your boys in Detroit are in trouble. They're holding on for dead life because Miami, uh, the Miami Heat and Orlando Magic are really gaining up on them for that eighth spot who do you think is gonna sneak into that eighth spot i would love to see detroit uh make the eighth spot like i think a series between him and milwaukee would be chippy and, and physical and, oh it would definitely and just a good series man i want to see detroit do it but something tells me Spolstra and the heat are gonna find a way to sneak in yeah it's a possibility it's a possibility um, don't sleep on Orlando Even though Orlando is inconsistent They can catch you sleeping any night um, But yeah, I, I agree with you I think I, I am pulling for Detroit uh, I, I want to see Blake Griffin in the playoffs again It's been way too long We need to see Blake in the playoffs I would like to see it There's some good matchups in there too Especially at the center position With Lopez against Drummond And Brooke, Brooke Lopez Is having a great season like he came, he got resurrected. Chris Middleton's a beast. Like that, Chris Middleton showed out in the All Star game too. So yeah, this this is going. I think the East is going to be, in my opinion, a, a very exciting race uh, towards the playoffs. And I think you know, depending on the matchups, I think the playoff series is going to be nice to watch too. Especially if it turns out Boston and Philly stay in that fourth and fifth spot. Bro, that's going to be a great first-round matchup. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I see Indiana sliding, man. I, I, they're 38 and 20. I'm, that's I don't know, man. They, they've they been balling still since Oladipo's been out. I think oh. I think they got a point to prove, man. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But I, I, I just don't know, man. I'm not. Oh, I'm going to throw this out there, too. Get back to the Western Conference. I thought picking up Marquise Morris. OKC picking him up. That was a huge pickup for OKC. Yeah, that, that that helps them out defensively, you know. Yeah, which, big time. Which is what they needed to shore up, you know. I, I don't think they're terrible defensively, but they still got Raymond Felton on their team, man. Oh. All right, man, I'm moving on to the next subject. But this gets out of hand. <laughs> I can't believe you mentioned his name on this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> oh, man. Is he getting fat? Dude, he's got fat, bro. Have you seen him? Yeah, I've seen him, dude. I've seen I mean, he... Dude, he keeps... Teams keep signing up to get robbed by him. He ain't got no reason to get, to get in shape. Man, he looked like he was eating that lobster with that black lady. Did you see that? Oh, that 15-pound lobster this black lady ate? No, I heard about it, though. I heard about it. Man, that story made me hungry, man, because I love lobster. I love seafood, man. Like, like, man, 
Man, that sauce looked good too. She was dipping that that big old crab into that big old lobster into that sauce, man. Dude, I know Raven Felton was somewhere watching that, just licking his chops. <laughs> I wish that was me. <laughs> That's all right. I got my zebra cake. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, moving on, man. Yeah, you sent me a text a few days ago. With me, I'm done talking about this because I feel like I made my point, but I definitely want to hear this. You have a top five reasons on why you want to put to bed that LeBron James is not the go. All right. It was actually a 10-point argument, but for the sake of time, I'll shave it down to six. Okay. Now, all these points are counterpoints to the, the, the typical go-to argument that LeBron fans put out there to make their point. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, first point that they always throw out there. Well, Mike has got it. Okay. Mike has got it. This is true. All right. Scotty was a draft pick by the Bulls who developed his talent under the tutelage of Michael Jordan. Okay. So you have the he made someone else better argument in favor of Mike. Now, when you look at Scotty, it's true, Scotty was an all-star in his prime and all of that. But when you look at Scotty Pippen's point, career points per game, he only clocked in 16.1 points per game. Let's look at LeBron's team, of which he had two of, not just one. Okay. Wade, points per game, 22.1. Chris Bosh, 19.2. Both of them are beating Scotty Pippen. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's look at Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Kevin Love, 18.3 points a game. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, 22.1, just like Dwayne Wade. All these guys, all these teammates of LeBron were already averaging higher points per game than Scottie Pippen before they got with LeBron James mm. and after they got with LeBron James. Mm. Okay, so yeah, Mike has Scottie, but LeBron had two, the, the equivalent of two Scotties playing with him as well. All right. Second argument that they always want to throw out there. Well, at the end of the day, LeBron going to have higher stats than Mike. This might be true, especially when it comes to things like rebounds and assists. Okay. But they what they don't take into account is that his numbers are inflated due to the fact that he started in the league four years prior to Michael Jordan. And he still has not surpassed Mike when it comes to points per game. Now, Mike, if you included all his stats his four years with North Carolina, LeBron would still have a lot of catching up. And let's not forget, Mike won a championship in college as well. But nobody ever wants to talk about that. <laughs> and hit a game winner in that. Yeah, and was clutch back then. He didn't have to learn how to be clutch. He had he had it then. Okay? Yeah. Alright. Next the next argument they throw out there, which is which is a, a very weak argument, but they love throwing it out there. Well, L LBJ, he's bigger, stronger, and faster than Mike. <laughs> okay, now we just now we just grabbing at straws here. Okay, first of all, how do you how do you even know he's faster? Did you clock both Michael Jordan and LeBron's <laughs> sixty yard dash? Like, like, 
Like, what does that mean? The argument isn't who's faster and bigger and stronger. We're not talking about boxing here. We're talking about basketball. We're talking about who's the greater basketball player, not who will win in a race. Okay. And and if you, if that's the argument you want to go with, there are plenty of basketball players who are bigger and stronger and faster than Michael Jordan. Carl Malone was bigger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Dude, a perfect example. Shaq, definitely bigger and stronger. Okay, KD, longer and quick. Uh, uh, Anthony Davis, definitely bigger and stronger than, than uh, 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 Mike. Uh, uh, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But yet, y'all aren't saying they're the GOAT. Mm-hmm. Y'all not saying they're the GOAT. Maybe because deep down inside, you know that is not a, a factor when it comes into saying who's the uh, best basketball player. Because if you want to go with biggest and strongest, Shaq will probably win that argument. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Okay, so miss miss me with that. Okay, like like Shaq. <laughs> it's, it's just so many. Alonzo Mourning, uh, 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 Kevin Garnett. Ben Wallace is stronger than Mike. Yeah, Ben Wallace. But y'all not saying none of them gonna go. Okay. The fourth the fourth argument they throw out there. Well, you know, uh, you know, he don't have as many championships because he's asked to do so much. So much like what? What 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 is, what is, what, is, what is LeBron being asked to do that Mike wasn't being asked to do? Play defense? <laughs> like what is for real? Like like tell me what all he's 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 being tasked to do? Like that Mike wasn't asked to do. Um. Mike, Mike not only did Mike play defense, he made all team all NBA team defensive team nine times. Sometimes when when they had a dude on the other on the other team on the opponent team that was that was trying to torch him, Mike said, "Let me get him. I know mm-hmm. someone else is supposed to guard him. Let me get that dude." He he didn't have to be told to play defense. He just stepped up and did. Okay, fifth point they throw out there, and which is also extremely good. Well, MJ played against a, a bunch of unathletic white guys. Okay, but Mike played with a bunch of unathletic white guys as well. Okay. And you ain't you you mean to tell me there ain't scrubs in the NBA right now? <laughs> First of all, I, I I think I sent you this before. I don't know if you remember it, but I sent a video with this guy. He put a collection of white guys who guarded LeBron James, and the video lasted like four minutes. Yeah, yeah, I, I recall that. I recall that. But people don't people don't don't want to talk about that. They don't want to do the research, okay? They they weren't around for it, so they just want to you know poo poo it and dismiss it. We, we we live in an age where people because and I blame social media for this, man. Like if if you didn't experience it and post it and put it out there, then it didn't mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. And because the majority of my or all of my years were spent before the social media age, you know, people who weren't around for that or of age to remember it. You know, it, it's almost like it didn't happen to them. Right. You know, and it's like they hear people like us and it's just like, oh, well, you know, y'all just hating it. Y'all the old hands, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, nah, man, we, we experienced this. Like, we know. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and the sixth and, 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 and most commonly cited point that LeBron fans try to make, well, the Bulls were still good after Mike retired, but, uh, 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 all LeBron's teams were garbage after he left. Okay, let's look into that. So 
So Mike first retired in 93. Now, the Bulls, the 93 to 94 Bulls were still good. They were still the playoff team. Mm-hmm. But what they're not looking at is how much Scottie Pippen had to step up that season. That season, he had his highest points per game average in his career that Mike uh, left. So Scotty stepped up. Also, too, because they had a heads up that he was retiring, the Bulls countered. They, they were able to offset what they were missing from Mike through acquiring Tony Kukut, coach, who was the man in Europe, and acquiring Corey Blunt to supplement some of that offense. Right. But people forget about that. Okay. Now, with LeBron... I recall that he's still making the playoffs after he left. Right. Consecutive years. Uh, I think after LeBron left, the Heat, I think they did make the playoffs, but the reason why they didn't make the playoffs was because Chris Bosh kept having those blood clots. Yeah, Chris Bosh went down and wasn't Wade injured as well? And Wade got injured later on. Like, they were in the mix before all of that happened. They were like in fourth, fifth seed in the East. And on the verge of making the playoffs until all this stuff went down with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. Right, right. Okay, so they were still a factor after LeBron left as well. Now Cleveland, okay. Cleveland, they people forget they shut down Kevin Love. Yeah. Okay, so that's why they suck. It's mm-hmm. like they're, they're intentionally tanking. So yep. Don't 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 give me this stuff. And then the thing, the thing everybody still wants to wants to <laughs> wants to not talk about the '99 Bulls were trash. Yeah. Oh, so it's like you can't make the argument that like, oh, Mike's team sucked after he left, but LeBron's team. Yeah, I'm not sorry. Mike's teams are still good, but LeBron's team were, were all sucking without him. Like, you can't make that argument either because there were other factors that fed into. Uh, one team that's being in, still being in playoff contention, and another team just sucking. Right. But nobody ever wants to dig into the particulars. They just, they just, they taking this stance, and they're gonna, you know, by hella high water, they're gonna just argue this stance without even doing the research. So, but that that was it. those are my six counterpoints to the points LeBron stands always make. And on top of that, like like the roster. When LeBron left Cleveland, I just want to add on to what you just said. Uh, LeBron, when LeBron left Cleveland the first time, right, the roster in 2009-2010 was totally different. Uh, They had Shaq, Leon Poe, Delonte West was on that squad, Mo Williams was on that squad, like uh, Danny Green, but he was still a rookie that year, so I don't really count him. But those guys left the following year. So they had a totally different lineup. The only people that were still there from that 2010 squad was like Antoine Jameson, the the Julius Ogowskis left. And he was, you know, LeBron's main man back then. So Julius Ogowskis, I think think at that point, I think he retired. And so uh, only people they had left was Anderson Berjow, Anthony Parker, James, you know, Antoine Jameson, JJ Hickson, those dudes was basically scrubs. And the rest was like a bunch of rookies and no name guys. So of course they're not gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I could see if they had the exact same roster from the previous year, then you have an argument. So, you know, LeBron fans, they they didn't live through the Mike era. So 
all they see is what LeBron is doing, and they listen to Sports Center and they listen to Fox Sports Network, and they go off what they hear instead of really digging deep and seeing, okay, how great was Mike? How great Mike really was back then? Because you know, it's, it's just terrible. And on top of that, on top of that, and I'm gonna move to the next one before we, uh, you know, <laughs> get into our media discussion. LeBron James never in the finals got outscored by a role player. Go back, all you LeBron fans, and look up the 2011, because I'm sure y'all hate when I say this, but I'm going to continue to say it. The NBA Finals in 2011, Jason Terry, since y'all want to get petty, Jason Terry averaged 18 points a game in that final series. How much did LeBron average in that series? 17.8. Yeah, I'm going to get petty because y'all going to get petty with everything to, to, to mess up your <laughs> argument to defend LeBron. So I'm going to get petty with y'all. The man got outscored by a role player in the finals. Have you ever heard of the greatest player of all time being outscored by a role player in the finals? No, never heard of it. Nope, never heard of it. Not Magic, not Bird, not Mike. But if you look at LeBron's, uh, yeah, yeah, you'll find it. You'll find it. Now, and we're not saying LeBron ain't a beast. We're not, we're not saying no. at all. No. We're just saying he's no GOAT. That's all we're saying. Nope. Yeah, that's all we're saying. Not, not the GOAT. And, you know, uh, I feel like this Lakers team that he's on, right, this year is way more talented than the team that he was on with the Cavs last year. And, yeah, granted, LeBron got hurt after Christmas and was out for a nice amount of time. But since he's been back, they haven't been playing any better. So, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. It is what it is, man. Uh, moving right along, we're going to get into our uh, media discussion. I know you've been following, I don't know if you've been following this uh, this Smollett story. Actually, I was going to bring him up in our, um, <laughs> you, you played yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll save that then. We'll save that. We'll save that. I want to throw a shout out in before we move on. I want to shout out Chris Webber. I think he's finally going to get in into the Hall of Fame. He's up against some weak competition. Ben Wallace. If he don't get in over Ben Wallace, man, it's a problem. Hey, man, Ben Wallace is a champion. He's a champion, but he's a defensive guy. So, yeah, I get that. But Jack Sigma. Yeah, the rest of those names, the rest of those names, it was like, yeah, who are Sidney Moncrief, great defensive player, but, I, I, no, you know, he never won a championship, so if you put Sidney Moncrief in there, then you got to put Chris Webber in there, like, come on, man, Chris Webber changed the franchise in Sacramento, Sacramento ain't been nothing since he left, so, yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that, that's just my argument, um, Briefly, I want to touch on the Colin Kaepernick uh, settlement. What was your thoughts on that? Do you think Colin Kaepernick won this battle or do you think the NFL won this battle? No, he definitely won this battle. Like, um, we, we all know that money exchange hands, the NFL uh, 
had to pay off him and Eric Reed for whatever it is they were guilty of. Um, it's interesting. It's very telling that they did not want this to go to trial because the evidence gathered probably by their legal teams was probably pretty, pretty going to look pretty bad on the NFL. And they got enough problems, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Bowl ratings were down 10%. Um, people just not watching the games like they used to. People not rocking with the NFL like they used to. And whatever would have potentially came out would have just made that that worse. So, um, you know, he kind of had them over a barrel, so to speak. And, you know, they had to pay him off. But good for him, man. Good for him. He, he sacrificed enough. He, I, I hate it when people say, oh, well, you know, he got his money, so he's just going to, you know, stop fighting and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, so what would you have done? Like, slap their hand away? Like, no, don't give me no money. Don't give me no settlement. Right, right. I'm going to march in the street. You know, like, he brought awareness to something that needed to be, awareness needed to be brought to. And now he can, he, he can do that. Now that he's, he's established or reinvented himself, you know, in that world of, of, of uh, uh, social injustice, like, he can do more. He can do more. Yeah. He can probably do more now than he could as an NFL player. So, right. props to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, I will say this. I will say this. I think he's going to be back in the NFL. I, I think the NFL team will pick him up, and I think the team that could pick him up, and that I'm, uh, I think will be a good look for them, and it probably get a, people like me off their back for being such a hater of them. Is New England Patriots? Mm, I don't see that. I don't see it, but now they, they, they gain some fans if they make that move. Not with their ownership. The only team I can see realistically picking him up is, is the Panthers because they picked up Reed. That's true. That's true. Panthers got a little inside link with that. And then they play the same similar style that caters to Colin Kaepernick's game because of Cam Newton. Makes more sense. Definitely. Uh, I would even I'll, I would even throw this in there, too. I, I'm going to throw another team in there, too. Uh, Kansas City because Andy Reed famously gave Michael Vick a second chance in Philly when Michael Vick came back from his prison sentence. So um, Andy Reid has always been one from the NFL, from the league, a second chance. And with, you know, I would like, you know, I would like to see him in Kansas City as well with, you know, backing up a guy like um, Patrick Mahomes, like that would be nice too. I, I I can see that happening as well. But those, yeah, I agree with that. Those two teams, I think, you know, the Panthers and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think those are the two teams that I feel like would raise their hands to the challenge and and take him on. Uh, the Patriots is a stretch. You know, Bel- Belichick has been on record for taking this, you know, this too. Um, despite Robert Kraft's this is different. This wishes, but this, this is, is a mystic yeah. here. We're talking about this is like, this like is I, I, I do not see him with the Patriots. Not not with that fan base. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Great point. Great point. Not gonna be yeah. able to do so, it. Uh, with that said, shouts out to college and, and also I, I got an award coming up later on. I got a, you know, I know yours is gonna be towards Smallhead. I already see that. I got an extra. I got a you played yourself award for somebody special. Because I heard them say something totally ridiculous yesterday, and I'm about to, I'm a, I'm actually about to set Magnificent Vibes on fire tonight, today. So, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on then to one of my favorite segments, 
Dead Space. Chinese food, baby. We about to talk about some Chinese food. Do it. Let's do it. I got a special story lined up for this segment. I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago. Um, but before I take the floor, Ian, do you have any special Chinese spots in Roseland or anywhere on some of the most violent hoods in Chicago? I do, man. I do. You know me. I'm the mayor of Roseland, man. Come, come out and see me. I'll look out for you. <laughs> he, he ain't passing out no money like Willie Wilson, though. No, no, no. I, I ain't handing out nothing but L. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So my go-to joint these days um, is a is a is a, a, a Chinese joint by the name of Sky Lake. They have two locations in the lovely community of Roseland, Chicago. Uh, very quick, very fast, um, accurate delivery. They deliver too. Um, I, I recommend delivery because the, the joints you can't really eat in the in the places. And I wouldn't recommend walking in there in person because you might get shot. So delivery is your best bet if you're ever in Roseland. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, uh, best, dude. Very diverse menu, man. I be looking at the menu. I'm like, how they fit all this food in these tiny little <laughs> these tiny little restaurants? <laughs> but but they deliver, man. They deliver. Um, shout out to them, man. The the, the, the delivery uh, man is always. He is the most kind, most kind-hearted, nicest people you ever meet, man. Like, uh, you know, you, you can tell he he works hard and just appreciates, you know, uh, making a living, man. And he, he's one of the most polite people you meet. Uh, so shout out to him. Mm-hmm. And um, but when I'm out and about, man, the Chinese joint, I love to to uh, 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 pa- patronize, and I've been going there ever since I was a little kid. Chai tongue. Uh yeah, chai tongue. I had that on my list, but go ahead. Um, hey man, they 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 good man. They just good. I don't know what no other way to describe it, man. They got the lunch buffet that's dope with the little sugary donut. Yeah, yes. You know they just good, man. Good dinners, good authentic Chinese food. You know you might have to wait a while for a table. Um, I, I gotta say, man, I kind of miss the old Shai Tongue, man, when they were a little hole in the wall joint, man. And my father used to take me, used to have to go in through the back door. Um, oh, I didn't know that. See, yeah, I don't think yeah, before they, before they built that real nice restaurant, it was like a hole in the wall joint, and you would have to go in through this little uh, back way in a, in a strip mall to get in there. And my pops used to take me there. He used to always buy me the rice candy that they used to um, used to sell up in there, that, where you could eat the paper too. Mm. Um, it was dope, man. It was dope. But yeah, Chai Tongue. And then my theater space, I got to go to, I got to give it to Panda Express. You're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> they're, they're the McDonald's, the Chinese food. Yes, they are. And I'm guilty of eating them, man. You know, the stuff ain't seasoned right. You know, I get it. It's quick and cheap and all that. But it's like, it give you gas, man. It give you gas. Like Chinese food ain't supposed to do that. Dude, I don't get that effect with China, with Panda Express. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I don't get that effect with most Chinese food. But with Panda Express, yeah. Wow. But that's it. That's all I had, man. Oh, that's all you had. Okay. Um. Well, I have a recommendation. It's on 83rd and Halsted. My sister-in-law shouts out to Dominique. She actually put me and my wife onto this spot. It's called Fon Fon. 
Bruh, when I tell you, bourbon chicken, the teriyaki chicken, their orange chicken, the sweet and sour chicken, bruh, like they give it to you in box, like boxes. And it's cheap, dude. Like you can, you can get, they got these specials where you can get like boxes of, say, orange chicken and boxes of teriyaki, a, a, a box of teriyaki chicken, box of um, orange chicken, some shrimp fried rice. And this is my biggest pet peeve when it comes to shrimp fried rice. I hate Chinese spots that put, that go over the top with the bean sprouts. I hate that. I hate that. Just a nice amount of bean sprouts, a little bit of green pepper, a little bit of onion, but I want some shrimp. That man gouge me with some shrimp, bruh. Like, and I'm a happy man. I'm a happy man. Get my sweet and sour sauce, and, and we all good. But I hate those type of spots like that. This spot, a nice balance of, 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 of bean sprouts. Sometimes you can ask for no bean sprouts and, and just put an onion and green, green peppers. You know, they cut that up with the egg and everything. Get the shrimp in there. Bruh, off the chain. Excellent. Uh, Where's it located at? This is on 83rd and Halsted. It's right next to a beauty supply store that I used to go to. Not not 83rd and Halsted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fans. I'm sorry, fans. 83rd and Ketsy. 83rd and Ketsy. 83rd and Ketsy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that far from Chai Yeah, it's not that far from Chai. It's right down. Yeah, it's right Wait, down. Wait, is it by the- Starlight? Yes, it, it's across the street from Starlight. Okay, I've never been in there. Yeah, dude, it, it's amazing. I slept on it for years, bro. I would always walk past that spot to get some sharks, and it was always crowded. And I'm like, man, man, this this Chinese spot stay crowded. I remember telling the passersby, I'm like, man, it's crowded in that. He's like, yeah, it's food off the chain. I'm like, oh, it is. I'm gonna have to check it out, but I never checked it out. And then one day. I think we're, uh, we went to, I went to go visit my in-laws hall and we went to go get something to eat afterwards. And I was, uh, my sister-in-law was like, oh, I'm ordered from Fine Fine. I'm like, where's that at? She's like, oh, Ketsy. I'm like, right. So I used to go to that beauty supply store and the shark's right next to it. It's not a shark's anymore. It's something else now. But, but, um, I used to go there and always skip that restaurant. And dude, I'm so mad that all these years I stopped out with some good Chinese food and I was upset. I was upset eating the food. Like, man, <laughs> some shriveled up wings from sharks, man. I could have been having this supply fine. But, but it, it, it's off the chain, man. You should try it. It's, it's really good. I actually, we had a gathering once, and I just ordered that. I ordered day food, and it was cheap. Came out to like 20, almost, look, you know, 30 bucks. And then I was be like six or seven people. Bro, it was oh, off really? the chain. Yeah, yeah, it's off the chain. Fine, fine is that is that joint. It's all right, that- all right. Let's let's get to this beer face segment, man. Because I was gonna say let's get to the beer face candidate. Because uh, I got about fifteen minutes before I gotta go back. To- got fifteen minutes. All right, I'm gonna make this quick. Walk this way. It's closed down now, and it's the reason why it's closed down. I took a, me and me uh, and my in laws wanted to take the speaker. A special speaker came. I forgot who the speaker was. I think it was a circuit overseer or somebody. I don't know. I forgot who it was. No, no. Actually, it was... Um, so, my sister-in-law, she goes to the Twee congregation. And it was a brother from Africa. 
that gave a talk at, their, at my in-laws congregation and they wanted to take him to this place called Watkins Way on Cicero like right where that uh that TGI Fridays is yeah I remember it Watkins Way yeah went there now you go inside beautiful place beautiful place looks like an old school Chinese restaurant something that you see off Big Trouble in Little China you know Shout out to that movie Uh, You go in there The owner has pictures with Cheryl Burt With Linda Yu All these news anchors and stuff Like you could tell back in the day The restaurant was popping But somewhere along the line man, He got too old Got too grumpy Barely People barely wanted to work for him He had people barely working in the restaurant He left it to to his wife To cook all the food so she's oh, no. one cooking the food. The restaurant menu is ginormous and hard to figure out what you want to eat. Now, don't get me wrong. The food was decent. Not the best Chinese food I ever had. But one day we came there. He was losing business drastically. So he was at the crib and he had a telephone. When you open the door to the restaurant... The rest of the restaurant is closed. He has a telephone that you call and let him know that you're at the restaurant so he can come down, open the restaurant, and cook for us. What? My sister-in-law made a reservation with him. We get up there. We got the speaker with us and everything. She calls. The man curses him, uh, curses her out. Talking about, you didn't set up an appointment. You didn't do this. You ain't do that. Don't come here. Don't come to my restaurant. Man, we was heated, bruh. What? Heated. Heated. We had to go to prime time afterwards. Shouts out. Hey, man, y'all made a good choice. Yeah, great choice. Great choice. We'll talk about prime time in another show. We got a special one for that one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's it's, it's certified. It's squad certified. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, so, so walk this way. You get the theater space. You don't exist no more. It's boarded up now. It's no longer in business. So, and it was a reason why. So that's it. That's, that's all right. So we got some awards to hand out to conclude our show. And then uh, we got to, you know, uh, we might have to get into our dealer list for another show. Hey, man, I'm ready for it today, man. I, I'll, I'll fit for it today? In. Yeah, we'll fit it in. Okay, let's fit it in then. Uh, my You Played Yourself Award goes to Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> yes, Stephen A. Smith. He's always hissing uh, his mouth. How you gonna sit there and say that? How you gonna sit there and say, well, Colin, question Colin Kaepernick as to how much money the NFL gave him in the settlement? Dude, that's none of your business, bro. That's none of your business. The man got paid. You know, he's gonna try to get in the NFL. He's probably gonna use that money to for a greater cause. Leave the man alone, man. It's settled. Why you need to know how much money this dude got from the settlement? That's yeah. Yeah, it's a stupid... It's almost like they're mad that he's succeeding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on, Stephen A., man. Cut it out, dog. You, it, you know what it is? Everybody everybody loves an underdog. Yeah. When someone's being done wrong or done dirty, everybody's rooting for them. But the second they come out on top, well, what are you doing with the money? Well, well you, you gonna stop fighting for your cause? What happened? You sold out? Blah, blah, blah. Like, come on, man. Wag, Stephen A, take this award, man. 
I got Thanks, a quote. Tom. I got a Fonte quote, man. I, I, I'm not. I'm, I probably don't have it exactly right, but Fonte once said, "This is the reason why people feed pigeons but shoot at eagles." Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves an underdog, man. Everybody loves an underdog. So you had a uh, you played yourself award for somebody special. I already know what it is. They do. At first, it was gonna go to J Cole for his failed dunk attempt <laughs> at, the, at the All Star game. <laughs> that, that was terrible. <laughs> um, but I got in light of recent events, I gotta give it to actor Empire actor Justice Smollett. Oh man. Man, when this story first broke, I was immediately, I wanted to believe him, I, but I was immediately suspicious, man. Um, didn't sound right to me either. It didn't sound right. It didn't, I'm like, wait a minute. The night in question, it was 25 below. Like, you were out at 2 in the morning getting subway? You didn't have somebody to get it for you as an actor? You were on the L? Like, what's, what's, and then, yeah. like, I'm like, they had MAGA hats on. Like, were they fur MAGA hats? Because, like, it was pretty cold that night. And, like, they're riding around with, they just so happen to have a bleach and a noose on them, and they recognize you, like. And then you go to the hospital with a noose still around your neck? And then you, and then you have your, your, uh, I think it was his agent call. He called his agent right after the beatdown. Right. Instead of the police. Dude, dude, Scooby-Doo could see that that was, (laughs) that was a weak case. It was just, this was the case for the Scooby Doo gang, like row row, that voice, like like <laughs> <"That's not right." laughs> Did you hear what Dave Chappelle said? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, Dave, Dave Chappelle said when he he heard about it, he said he wanted to break a dollhouse over dude's head for lying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Dave's the goat, man. Dave is the goat, dude. <laughs> Jesse Smollett, man, you played yourself. Now, oh, and then the other thing too, man, the neighborhood he was in, I was just like, man, it's highly unlikely that happened there. That's a very open and liberal and accepting part of the city. Now, if he went to Bridgeport or Mount Greenwood and somebody yep. called him a million, yeah, I would believe it because yep. people have called. I've seen people get called to get in those neighborhoods, right? Um, but where he was at, but see, he ain't from Chicago, so he wouldn't even know that. Right. Yeah. I, I, Street of it, uh, I seen, um, <laughs> Mike Wilbon lives in Street of I actually was driving to go pick up my wife from work, and I saw Mike Wilbon on the corner, you know, just doing some regular grocery shopping. Like, come on, man, it's a safe neighborhood. Ain't nothing going on in Street of Hill, bro. I, I didn't believe that story the minute I heard Street of Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next is the essence of Otis. I want to spray this essence on your boy that you love to hate. And I'm sure you're going to love that I'm spraying this this essence of Otis on him. Bradley Bill. Oh, yeah. Bradley Bill came out and said that he was recruiting for players. He used the All-Star game as as a a way to recruit other players to play for the Washington (laughs) Wizards. Bruh, ain't nobody come to see you. <laughs> we need more people because we don't believe you. <laughs> come on, Bradley Bill. Come on, man. Ain't nobody come to see you, man. Ain't nobody come to see the Wizards. John Wally playing for another two years. Man, that, that team is going to be trash for the next five years. 
Bradley Bill, come on, man. Take this, take, take this spray, man. <laughs> oh man. All right, all right. So for my essence of Otis, man, I actually got Hamadou Diallo. Okay. The dude who won a dunk contest. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Dude, your dunk was trash. Okay. <laughs> so what? You stuck your arm in the rim and your that's easy to do. Hey, to hang by your by the inside of your arm. Like, like, come on man, I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you gonna whip out the position. you gonna whip out the Superman ass on your chest. It's like, dude, okay, Shaq had the Superman ass. Dwight Howard had the Superman ass. It's a little played at this point. It's a little passe, man. Yeah, do something else. Do nobody something else. cares about that. Nobody cares about that. And on top of that, like Superman whack now, man. Nobody ain't digging Superman like that no more. Like, right. It's all about Black Panther and yeah. Spider Man right now. Yeah. Yeah. Please, dude. Please. <laughs> Take that with you. Um and uh I got a cutty award. I don't think you're gonna like this cutty award that I'm about to give out. I don't know. Oh maybe you will. I don't know. But uh Cuddy Award goes to the San Diego Padres for signing Manny Machado to a three hundred million dollar deal. Biggest deal in sports history, bro. That was a that's a gussy move, man. Wait, wait, wait. I don't so, know so, about that. So, so do they get the Cuddy Award or does he get the Cuddy Award? They get the Cuddy Award because I don't think other teams had the courage to do something like that to put their franchise in limbo like that. Like, <laughs> he, dude, dude, signing him with confidence, like, yeah, and we gonna win the World Series after this, like. Y'all, y'all say what y'all want to say. We signed this man to three hundred billion. The Cubs didn't want to do it. The Phillies didn't want to do it. The White Sox didn't want to do it. So here's what we boom, we gonna do it, and we'll see you in the World Series. I that I don't know, man. I don't know, man. He's you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta give my Cuddy Award this week to Alvin Gentry. Dude, good one, good one. Did, did you see his post game yes. uh, interview after they beat the Thunder? Yes, I yes yes I did. He called the whole scenario with AD a dumpster fire. He's only concerned about the players who went out there and played and won the game. Yep, he done. He was he's over it, dude. He's so over it. Yeah, he is. He is. Shouts out to Alvin Gentry, man. He's he's one of the most. I, I, I that's one of those type of coaches I wish had could, could win a title because I always felt like he was a very good coach and he's just one of them coaches that tell it like it is man yeah yeah he, he yeah, didn't, I, I sugarcoat nothing yeah shout out to him man he he, he wasn't he, he he didn't sugarcoat nothing you know what I'm saying he said my name ain't Willie Wonka I ain't <laughs> sugarcoat nothing <laughs> Oh man, I, lo- I love it! I love it, dude! I love it! All right, so uh, to conclude our show, we got a special uh, "What You Vibing On" segment uh, to conclude the show. What better way to conclude it than to talk about Jay Dilla, man? We yeah. have list our top ten favorite Dilla tracks. Now, I had a question I wanted to ask you, but I forgot to send it to you. Are we counting Jay Lib in this too? Yeah, why not? I mean, okay, all right, cool, cool. All right, all, all right. right. I'll give you the floor. 
Oh snap! Okay. All right. Let me get. Let me. Let me grab my notes. Okay. All right. So my. These are my top ten Jay Dilla produced. Um. Uh, tracks. And it was tough, dude. It was tough. I know. I know. As soon as I. I, I read the list and we end the podcast. I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna instantly think of like three or four more songs that I forgot. Okay. That I rock with. So. Hey. Hey. If you don't hear them, I might think of them later. But. Um. Uh, uh, honorable mention goes to African Rhythms. It's from the Welcome to Detroit album. Um, I gotta mention that track. JD kind of ventured outside his comfort zone a little bit musically with that track. Hot mm-hmm. Fire. At number 10, I have the song Let's Grow by Royce the 5'9 off Lyricist Lounge 2. That JD okay. Number 9, I have uh, Things You Do remix from Fantastic Volume 1. Great, number- great. Number eight, I have the song called Give This Nigga, <laughs> also from Fantastic Volume 1. Um, number seven, I have the track Coming Back. Um, it's a minute and a half long. It's a quickie, but it's, dude, it's fire. It's on the J State Paid compilation. It's called Coming Back. Number six, I have Last Donut of the Night from uh, the Donuts album. Number five, I have the track 111, also from Donuts. Number four, I have the Tribe Called Quest track, Find A Way. Okay. Love Movement. And number three, I have the Q-Tip track, The Things We Do. That's a um, great beat. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is, man. It is. Um, nice little change-ups in there, too. Um, the way he layered the saxophone in there, too. Yeah. Um, number two, I also have from, also from Q-Tip Amplified, I have the track, Let's Ride. Okay. Um, and at number one, I have none other than Slum Village's Players Track. Oh, nice, 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 nice. That was, uh, that's that's like hands down. If, if you don't have that in your top ten, that that Players Track, that was like the signature Jake Dilla right there, man. Signature Jake Dilla. Uh, here's that's the track that 10. sold me on, on Slum Village. Huh? That's the track that sold me on Slum Village. Oh yeah, big time, big time. Um, all right, so here are my top ten. Uh, I don't have them in any order, but I'm gonna just mention them off top. Um, I will say this: uh, "Hold Tight" is an honorable mention. I thought the way that beat started <laughs> and the way Q-Tip come in on it. Oh my goodness, dude! That that was a great. That was a great song off Fantastic Volume Two. But getting into my top ten, I got walking on it. Oh yeah, with that uh, Dion Warwick sample, that was amazing. Uh, then I have working on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got three Dilla Donuts tracks on here. Working uh, on it, light works. Oh yeah, and then I got Think Twice off the Welcome to Detroit. Dude, that almost made my list. Yeah, think twice, man. I love that track, man. It was just smooth. It it reminded me of elevator music, you know, but like a hip hop version of elevator music, ninety five point five. It just had that, you know, that Detroit feel to it. I loved it. Uh, play Great remake too, man. Great remake of the original, man. Love yeah. the way you picked it. Yes, yes. Uh, players, of course, made my list. Uh, you took mine. Thelonious uh, made my list. That's a forgotten track. Yeah, man. Thelonious was just, man, excellent track. Excellent track. Buster Rhymes, So Hardcore, the 
lot of people don't know Jay Dilla produced that track. He did. He did. Yeah. Uh, that beat hits so hard. And I have an interesting story about that song, but I'll get into that later. <laughs> Is that off wax? That's off wax. <laughs> off wax. <laughs> Nothing bad, but you know, it was just a quick, funny story. Um, African Rhythms did make my list. And um, this is another one. I'll uh, fall in love. Mm, I forgot about falling love. Yes, fall in love. Just man, that that, that 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 beat reminded me of something Outcast would have done. Like it just had that Aquemini type feel to yeah. it. Yeah, you know, uh, like if it, if that song was added to Aquemini. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, yeah, dude. Very, very bouncy. Very, you know. Yeah. Like, just head nodded. Yes, yes. I, also very, like, dreamy, too. Yeah. Atmospheric, man. And then what people forget about that song is the it's the, the, the live instrumentation after that uh, with uh, oh. Dilla playing the drums. Yes. In the strings. Yes. And to my J.D., uh. And to my John Tien, but like that, that was man, that was sick. That was sick. And, uh, and then get this money. Come on, man, you gonna make me go back and listen, to <laughs> dude. That song, I, I know that whole album by heart, man. That's I did too, I man. Dude, you in your high school, man. I got, I got a lot of my pickup lines from that album. <laughs> Come over to my place, we can play chess. <laughs> What's up with you? What's up with you? <laughs> In a special way. <laughs> I said that to my wife once, man, and she started cracking up because she knew I used to listen to that song all the time. Man. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm at I'm at Patillo's eating a burger. I'm like, man, I like this burger in a special way. She just like <laughs> Oh man. Uh, uh yeah, man, that's my top ten though. That's my top ten. Uh, Dude, I just knew wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait, so wait, was it C B four? Uh C B four You only named nine. Huh? You only named nine tracks. Oh only named nine. Oh, okay, uh Shake it down. That's the one I left out. Shake it down. Um, off the Welcome to Detroit album. Ah, okay, okay. Shake it yeah. down. Dude, yeah. I just knew I just knew you were gonna have crushing on there. I love crushing, man, but it just missed the mark, man. I love that. I, I love that track. That <laughs> it's a, actually Ian, you sent me a very funny video with that instrumental. I forgot the name of it. Oh, what's that about uh, Jack Splash? Jack yeah. Splash or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that dude was hilarious. I was like, is that crushing? I was like, oh man, this is way up on the school level. <laughs> oh. oh, to the listeners who might be wondering, man, I know we didn't have a, 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 a commercial break this uh, episode, but we're gonna be back on it next week, man. We gotta, we, <laughs> we got a new sponsor, man. St. Ives Malt Liquor. <laughs> Hey man, if you want to end up on the corner of 79th Street and you ain't know how you got there, take a sip of this brand, bruh. <laughs> <laughs>
Stain eyes. Open your eyes. <laughs> hey, real quick before we go, uh, I mentioned in the beginning of the show, man. And I don't know. I I, I think I got a special request for you, Ian. I don't know if you're on the same page with me. But to end off this show, I know you usually kick some vibes afterwards. Oh, for I sure, think, for sure. I think we need to drop that young uh, Lance Stevenson track, bro. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Hey, hey. Bars, baby. Bars. Like, hey, hey. On Lance's resume, next to NBA GOAT, he can now put God MC. God MC, baby. God MC. The man said Velveeta Rhymes, baby. Like, who, who thinks of that, man? Who thinks of that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we gonna do that, man. We gonna throw that on. I, I'm gonna give us some goodies first. And oh then, yeah, and then, and then we gonna segue into that at the very end. For sure, for sure. But thanks for listening to the show, and thanks for uh, tagging along yeah, for for this long ride where we got all these listeners listening to our show. Thanks for the statistics. Um, man, this show wouldn't be nothing without you, man. Man, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Give, give me give me a couple days to edit this down. I. I because I, I got some stuff cooking personally, so hey, look for it to drop no later, no later than Saturday night. Oh, cool! It's cool. The people can wait. They waited this long, so uh, they don't mind waiting. You can tell by the listeners; they don't mind waiting. They uh, actually, I haven't honestly, full disclosure, I haven't really posted nothing on. on, on, on. I've been off social media for a little bit because of some things that transpire in the background off wax, but. Hey, you know, uh, I'll be back on. I'll be back and um, definitely going to be promoting the first episode, you know, this episode. And yeah, we definitely going to get into a lot of good things. Got the finale coming up soon. So stay tuned for that as well. For sure. For sure. I'll be ready. All right. With that said, we'll see you on the next one. All right. Peace. 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 So, LeBron James, by the way, is one of the top handful of players on anybody's list. That's that's sane. That's sane, okay? But we're going to elevate him over Michael Jordan? Yeah. Is that, is that what we're doing? Okay, so, so now I have to, and I hate to be this guy, have to pick apart who's better and why and all of that stuff. Okay. Michael Air Jeffrey Jordan. Okay. Not only did he win six championships, he won three in a row twice. How many does LeBron have? Three total. Okay? And he was the best player each time. So much so, he was the finals MVP. Six times. He never had to leave teams. You know why? Because he was going to make his team find a way to win a championship if he was there. Why did LeBron leave Cleveland? Yes, he had to win a championship. And just last year, we were like, oh, LeBron's dragging the Cleveland Cavaliers to the NBA Finals. Correct. And he did that, right? <laughs> and then what did he do this offseason? He left. Why did he leave Cleveland? Because they weren't good enough to win a championship anymore? The because team. the Boston Celtics were coming in the if, East? If we're judging it by who's, you know, stayed on the same team the longest, but I don't think that's what Daryl Morey, by the way, I agree with Laura. I think he's Numbers. looking at advanced metrics. And, and if you do look at that case, there's a lot to support what you're saying about LeBron. I got some advanced metrics. Michael Jordan didn't go play baseball. He probably won eight straight championships.
Why you mad at me? Your girl looking over here, I got that bag on me. Oh, cause I came out the womb and I was born ready. Velvet the rag on, I got that swag on me. I got ice on my wrist, ice on my neck. Real VVs, you ain't even gotta check. Let me humble down, I ain't even gotta flex. At the end of the month, I'ma need both checks and I'm swerving. Calling my phone, three o'clock in the morning, my shorty right here. What you trying to get swerved? Asking all them questions, why you pressing with aggression? I ain't stressing, who you texting? Stop flexing, I'm swerved.